And we believe, because we've seen it happen over and over and over again, that the power of education and credibility and communication can be placed in the hands of coaches and facilitated by gym owners. And in doing so, we can do more than just get people fit. We can do more than just get people abs and give them confidence about the way that they look. And we can do more than just help people improve their blood markers as a consequence of what we do for everybody. We can do it on purpose. We can help people get out of pain. We can help people change the way that they talk to themselves. We can change the way that people impact other people. And if we do all of that as coaches in gyms, at Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym. Everybody starts with the best case scenario in mind. Never sell anything to anybody who is not in the market for what you have. The only reason we work out is to create the opportunity to recover. And the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. And this is why you guys need to get paid well, because what you're doing is really, really hard work. What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to another episode of Turning Pro on the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about the size of the gap between the gym and the healthcare clinic today, what it's going to take to close that gap, and why coaches and gym owners are already in the perfect position to do it. Here's what I want you to understand. Right now, most gym owners and coaches are really good at helping people lose weight, improve their body composition, gain confidence, make friends, change habits. All of those things are vastly valuable. And that is why when we start working with gyms, they find so much success so fast because they already have a lot of inherent value that they're not already maximizing to their membership. And there is what's called latent demand for that value, which means that there are many members in most gyms who are craving the maximum level of value that coaches can provide. But the coaches haven't offered it to them. So when we teach coaches how to offer it, which if you're interested in that, go back to episodes 001, 003, and 005 on this very podcast, and we spell it out very, very succinctly. Exactly how to approach members in the gym to help them in a way that you're not currently helping them, that affords them the opportunity to pay you in a way they're not currently paying you. Not going to rehash it here. So when we teach coaches how to do that, they pretty immediately go back and start delivering more value to their members and making more money for themselves and everybody is more fulfilled. The thing is, the scope of the coach right now, despite the fact that they can solve all of the problems I described before, is limited. It's limited because of the amount of education that a coach gets and what they're exposed to in that education. I want to be very clear. It is not, it is not limited by licensure. It's not limited by certification. Coaches have a very broad scope of what they are allowed to do 
and what they are capable of doing if properly informed. Most coaches never even thought to consider what the edges of their responsibilities or their capabilities or their opportunities are. So I want to share them with you. Today, if you had back pain that just came up out of nowhere, but was something that you've had in the past and wasn't really that big of a deal, it just kind of comes and goes and comes and goes, you would probably stay home or, you know, live your normal life and avoid going to the doctor's office and avoid going to the gym. You might take some time off, do things that don't bother you, whatever it might be. That's what your clients are most definitely doing. That type of back pain, as a, for example, it's a stand-in, by the way, for shoulder pain, knee pain, hip pain, ankle pain. That kind of problem is one that doesn't reach the level of concern that sends those people into the doctor's office. It has them afraid to go to the gym, though. So they're avoiding the doctor's office because they don't think that they need it. They're staying out of the gym because they think it's going to hurt them. The gym is actually exactly where they need to go when this starts to happen. They need to go to the gym. And they need to work with a coach who understands how to assess and correct the things that lead to this happening over and over and over again. The difference between what would happen in the gym and what would happen in the doctor's office is very plain and very simple. In the doctor's office, the client is a patient and the patient gets a diagnosis. In the gym, the client is a member or a client and the client doesn't get a diagnosis. Not a medical diagnosis, at least. We're going to give them a functional assessment of what is going on. They're not too badly hurt to do things like step up on their left leg as compared to their right, reach down towards the ground and try to touch your toes or the floor, bring your arms over your head. It might be uncomfortable, but it's not undoable. So it's the coach's opportunity to recognize, hmm, this is what full and complete movement in this type of range looks like. This is what you look like in this type of range. There's a deficiency there of X percent. In the doctor's office, they might be identifying the muscles related to this movement are A, B, C, D. We're going to x-ray the joint, make sure that there's no joint damage, MRI the muscles, make sure nothing is torn, and then provide you with an anti-inflammatory or a muscle relaxer. That's what happens in the doctor's office. In the gym, it doesn't, it doesn't go that far. It ends with, this is the range of motion in which you're limited. We need to get more of it. And then we start to test for strength. Where is their strength and where is strength limited? Where is their stamina and where is stamina limited? We start to discuss mindset. What is, what is your story that you're telling yourself about your shoulder? Why did you come in with it? What would you like to do? Because right now, when you go to the doctor's office, you tell the doctor, my shoulder hurts, my back hurts. And the doctor says, okay, I can help you get rid of your back pain. Avoid the things that hurt. Take this shot. Take this pill. Rest. And you'll be better. 
what your clients need to be asking the doctor is actually, hey, I have this pain. It only hurts when I do running or rowing or lifting heavy weight. Can you help me not have the pain and still be able to do those things? Most doctors would say, no, that's not what we do. But they should say next is you need to see a coach for that. Now, the issue is if you want to be a doctor of any sort, from physical therapy all the way up to surgeon, you're going to school after college for three to almost 11 years when you include residencies and internships and things like that. When you want to be a coach, you're taking a two-day seminar or you're buying a book and you're passing a test. The gap there is so large that it's, it's insurmountable for a doctor to reasonably depend on a coach. And some of the things that now become issues there are that coaches don't get considered even when they have the skill set necessary because the critical mass of coaches do not have the skill set necessary and they need to before it becomes the norm and the accepted. In the meantime, it's the coach's job to educate the client on their ability to help them to work with local doctors on creating relationships. And in order to be able to have those kinds of relationships and create that kind of community of understanding, the coach needs to have a a requisite level of skills. So there's a few things that I want to point out that currently are problems that I believe the coach of the future has the ability to solve. And obviously when I talk about the coach, the gym is a winner too, because that's where the coach works. The gym's job becomes to facilitate filling the the book of business for the coach. And last week, we talked a lot about the business side of this. Now we're just talking about the impact side of this. When a member comes to your gym and they have a hip replacement, as a simple example, and I know many of you right now are like, none of my members have hip replacements. This is irrelevant to me. We're looking for a different audience if we're going to be the healthcare clinic of the future, the people who come to your gym now might not be the people who come to your gym. If it becomes a healthcare clinic of the future, you need to understand that a lot of people, especially in their teens, twenties, and even thirties have not had enough time to damage their body in the way that we do where it leaves a lasting impression that, wow, I can't do what I used to do anymore. They can still do what they used to do. It's when they start hitting their late 30s, their 40s, their 50s, that it's like, man, I wish I could feel like I was in my 20s again. So your members might not be your members anymore if you go this route. There's a different group of people who might come through your door. If somebody tells you they have a hip replacement, you need to know exactly what that means. You need to know that if their leg with the replacement crosses midline in the in the frontal plane, that you could pop their hip replacement out. You need to know what the difference is between a partial hip and a full hip. You need to know what it means if somebody comes into you and says that they have a disc injury in their lower back. You need to know what the next question to ask is. What's the next question that you would ask? It's okay that right now you don't know. But you need to know what the symptoms are that go with the disc injury right now. What procedures have been done already, if any? 
Are they getting numbness into their foot? No. Okay, great. Are they getting burning pain down their leg? No. Okay. Well, what if they are? Should they just be sedentary? Or can we help those people get fit? And potentially reduce the amount of pain they feel day to day. I think we can do both at the same time. What do you do when somebody comes in and says they have a torn labrum in their shoulder? You need to know what the labrum does. You need to know what the labrum is made out of. You need to know how to identify if what you're doing is causing more strain in the labrum or not. You need to understand the difference between a full thickness tear and a partial thickness tear. Between fraying and tears. If you don't understand these things, that's, that's perfectly fine as a coach. It's not fine as a healthcare provider who's helping clients manage and alleviate musculoskeletal pain and get in the best shape of their life at the same time. How many of your members who need to lose weight struggle to do so in part because of the way that their knee feels, hip feels, or low back feels? They have pain. It restricts their movement. They wear a knee brace. They wear a special sock. They wear a, their shoes that every time they squat. They, they modify movements because it hurts something. The best way to help that person lose the weight is to help them lose the pain because then your book of opportunities for movement open up. The other thing is it's the story that people tell themselves. It's the psychology of it. It's the... It's the self-narrative. The How many people walk around saying, I have a bad back. I have a bad knee. Bad shoulders run in my family. It's an old football injury. Whatever it is, if there's somebody else in the world who has the exact same diagnosis, medical diagnosis, but does not have the exact same symptoms, then it should be possible for the person across from you to also change their symptoms to match the other person with the same condition and no pain. And that becomes a mental health condition. You need to be able to have the conversations around that. In order to have conversations around that kind of stuff, you need to have a certain level of confidence that what you're saying is true. And you need to have a certain level of education to have the credibility that your member is going to believe that what you're saying is true and that you know how to work with it. I'll never forget when Jared Stevens came to work with me for the first time back in like 2014. And he had mangled shoulders, torn labrums in both sides, torn rotator cuffs in both sides, head shots, all these kinds of things. Doctors told him that he should just resign to being a scaled athlete for the rest of his life. And I told him, I think I can help you. And he thought I was crazy. He will tell you he thought I was a quack at the time. Then I had him start doing exercises like high pulls, overhead holds, carries, and he thought I was even crazier because they hurt. And then he went and competed at the CrossFit Games like four years in a row. Think about that. I didn't do anything with him as a doctor. Everything I did with him, I did as a coach. And the scope of what I did with him is in the line of what any coach can do. And what happens to somebody like Jared if 
he has to give up lifting anything over his head for the rest of his life again. What kind of social impact does that have on him? How does that affect his confidence? How does it affect the people around him? How does it affect his ability to earn a living as a gym owner? All of those things are included in what you need to be able to do if you want to replace drugs, rest, shots, surgeries with mindset development and coaching. These are things you need to be able to do. So the next step in this whole equation is you also need to be able to communicate all of it to instill confidence in your members. The way that you communicate it needs to be intentional. And let me share with you the vision that I have for the active life gym in the future, the healthcare clinic of the future, the coach of the future, the healthcare provider of the future. What we're asking coaches to do is flat out financially inaccessible to many people. It is. And we understand that. And the reason that it costs what it costs is because we know that what coaches need to be able to charge in order to make a reasonable income or even an unreasonable income, because why should they have to be reasonable? It has to be expensive because they have to be able to give all of their energy and attention to people when they're with them. They have to be able to provide presence and high-level problem-solving when they're with people. You, you wouldn't want somebody who was driving you to the airport to be eating, listening to a podcast, and playing a game at the same time. You would want them focused on driving you to the airport. You wouldn't want to walk into a room and talk to your doctor and the first time you're there, have the doctor talking to 20 other people at the same time. And when you're going to all of your appointments, be in a room with 10, 15 other people at the same time, getting two minutes of attention from your doctor. You want to know the doctor is looking at your material, thinking about you, making decisions for you and about you. That's expensive. That's why people have health insurance, because they know that going to the doctor in person paying cash would be cost prohibitive for many people. So at the same time, Going to see a coach in a gym needs to be in line with that. It doesn't need to be $10,000 a year, but it needs to be half of that. Sure, why not? Why shouldn't a coach cost four or 500 bucks a month? Why not? They should. And because of that, we feel like there's a responsibility to offer the accessibility of those same programs to people who financially cannot afford them. And we want to create the opportunity for that to happen too in active life gyms and with active life coaches. And the way we're doing that is our community give back program, which means the community in which your gym exists needs to play a role in public health by reserving a number of memberships for people who cannot or will not pay 
for what your gym costs, but need what your gym provides. And in exchange for their membership, they provide community service in the area where your gym exists to level up your gym, level up your community. There are no handouts, but it doesn't have to be money. A certain threshold of people do, but the rest don't. And what we believe is the active life gym in the average town. We'll have conversations about it where people will say, man, that place is expensive. Can you believe they charge that? And somebody else will say, yeah, they also give away like $10,000 a month in community service, um, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. I like them now. That's the conversation we anticipate having. So community health is a major deal. It starts with socioeconomics being a problem, but we're not going to get into the politics of it right now. It ends up being an accessibility issue. And then at the top, it ends up being an education issue and a time issue. The problems that we see day in and day out are not Back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, hip pain, ankle pain. It's not. The problems that we see day in and day out are a lack of personal responsibility for those issues and a lack of guidance around the power that somebody has to rectify those issues. And we believe, because we've seen it happen over and over and over again, that the power of education and credibility and communication can be placed in the hands of coaches and facilitated by gym owners. And in doing so, we can do more than just get people fit. We can do more than just get people abs and give them confidence about the way that they look. We can do more than just help people get their first muscle up. And we can do more than just help people improve their blood markers as a consequence of what we do for everybody. We can do it on purpose. We can help people get out of pain. We can help people change the way that they talk to themselves. We can change the way that people think. We can change the way that people behave. We can change the way that people impact other people. And if we do all of that as coaches in gyms, then you deserve to get paid like a healthcare provider. And people will happily pay it to you. And when you're making that kind of money, it does become your opportunity to help people who don't. And the way that we do that is with the Community Give Back Program. What you need to do today is understand this. You can be a great coach and never be a healthcare provider and still be extremely valuable. The difference between the coach in the gym today and the healthcare provider of the future who is the same person after a renaissance of education exists in the types of problems and the depths at which 
those problems can be solved. That's it. If you want to widen your net and deepen your impact, education is what's separating you and that. And the education is not around energy systems. It's not around technical lifts. It's not around gymnastics movements. It's not around any of that. It's around being able to identify a problem, being able to communicate that problem, being able to solve that problem, being able to sell the solution to it. And the place where it all starts is in the market that is larger than weight loss, larger than aesthetics, and precludes weight loss precludes aesthetics, aesthetics, geez, sorry. And that's physical pain, which manifests as emotional pain too. That's the job of the coach. We can solve all of those things. It's time to stand up from the kids' table. Stop solving the problems that are replaceable by a pair of shoes and an app and start solving the problems that people are currently avoiding going to the doctor for or that the doctor doesn't have the best solutions for, which include aches, pains, and ultimately mental and emotional health. You're not going to become mental and emotional health counselors. You're going to fix those problems by teaching somebody how powerful they really are and giving them the ability to help themselves. Then the problems just go away on their own. See you in the future. Turn pro. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Active Life Podcast. And guys, remember, remember, if you are looking to enhance your fitness business, if you're sitting there thinking, man, I would love to be able to go on vacations. I would love to be able to take two weeks off and not have my business fall apart. And most importantly, most importantly, if you want to be a part of the movement that we are creating, facilitating, and seeing come to life, which is coaches and gyms becoming the healthcare clinic of the future, Helping people who've gotten hurt working out. Helping people who've been told they have to work out around that. Having people be told they're too old to do that. Find new hobbies. If hearing things like that for your clients is frustrating for you and you want to learn the skills to solve those problems and also get paid very well to do it, head to activelifeprofessional.com and let's get talking. Till then turn pro.